That's right. Fear the Walking Dead is finally back. Sunday. I can't wait. Now, last week, if you were listening to the podcast, the Walkers and Talkers podcast, you heard our special ID from Seth Rogen for me and Jamie. Well, Jamie's not here today. Jamie from Light FM. And so I have to play the ID that Seth Rogen did for me without her. Hey, this is Seth Rogen, executive producer of the show Preacher on AMC. You're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody. And not Jamie. So, Jamie's on vacation this week. Fear the Walking Dead is back. I couldn't very well do the thing by myself, because then I would be right all the time and agree with myself all the time. So, I brought in the big guns. Uh, my friend Eric Nagel is here. Hi, Eric. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, who is my friend Eric Nagel, and what, what kind of friend can just show up at a podcast and just act like he knows something? Well, Eric Nagel, or just Eric, or E-Rock, if you prefer, uh, is, uh, we've been friends for many, many years. You may know Eric from way back in the day on the Opie and Anthony show. Right. Now he's on the Opie and Jim show. Right. But he also has the It's Eric Nagel show. That is also correct. Uh, and that's on Sirius Satellite Radio. Right. And when does that show air? It's uh, Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on uh, Sirius 206 and XM 103. Thank you. It sounded just like a commercial. Yes. Now, normally I pay for satellite radio. Right. And I have to pay to hear you, so I'm getting a freebie now. Right. So uh, We have to pay to hear this. Right. Now, you were kind enough to come in today and, and co-host with me and talk about Fear of the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. And then I think next week I'm coming on to your show to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Of course. About. You're more than you welcome. You have some co-hosts that couldn't but make it today. The so. more important question yeah. is I heard your Seth Rogen ID. Uh, did, is Jamie part of the ID and you just cut her out for this episode? No, no, no. Well, okay. I'm glad you asked. So if, you've, if you're a fan of the podcast, you've heard this before. Because that but... is a great maneuver if that's what you did. No, what I did was, listen... In radio, you never know if your co-host is going to stick around. Right. And so uh, I know I'm going to stick around. You always make them pause when they say the names. No, I actually wrote <laughs> I wrote the line twice. So you have this. Hey, this is Seth Rogen, executive producer of the show Preacher on AMC, and you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Okay. See, it's smooth. Right. But Jamie's not here, and I knew there would be times she wasn't here. Plus, we may get into a diva battle, and, you know, uh, egos may flare, and then all of a sudden... You know, Jamie decides to do her own podcast, and then I have the ID with. You Seth have all Rogen. these IDs that you can't use if the, if you're right if they're all. Uh, right, if I the chop names. her off, it'll be like, and you're listening to David Brody. See, I always make them pause between names, and right. then I edit it together so it sounds like it's fluid. And then when people leave, you cut them out. Right, you're listening to Eric Nagel and Phil and Mike <laughs> and Steve. And now it's just Eric Nagel. Yeah, a little bit of uh, radio background there. So Jamie's not here. She'll return next week, the week after Fear the Walking Dead. So we'll be able to talk about the first episode. Right. But we had a little touch of zombies this past weekend. Talking Dead was back with a special season six recap, season seven preview. Right. And could you see how excited Chris Hardwick was? Well, he's he's working again, first of all. Plus, he loves the show. So it was like a kid in a candy store. It's like, we're back, we're back, we're back. Because he did Preacher, as we did. We've been doing a Preacher podcast. And he did Talking Preacher. Right. But only, I think, the first episode and then the last episode. Uh, That sounds about right. Maybe a third one. But it wasn't every episode. So he's back now in the swing of things. He's going to do eight episodes in a row, Fear the Walking Dead, mm -hmm. leading right up to Who Negan Killed, season seven. And boy, the rumors are swirling now. It was... Uh, no spoilers. We're not going to say... It, we don't know anything. We're not going to say anything. Well, the thing is, they shot everyone being killed. Right. And that's not a spoiler or anything. you say shot, they, you mean filmed. Filmed. Right. Uh, they fi yeah, they didn't shoot everybody. They filmed everybody getting a death sequence uh, with Negan, and they did it, and they put it out publicly saying that that was the case. Right. So that if anything got leaked, 
they could switch it up and say that's not the uh, that's not what's going to happen in that episode, and that is brilliant the way that they now, did Jamie that. Now, Jamie and I talked last week about because I'm a little older than she is. Do you remember the Who Shot Jr. Uh, I remember the phenomenon, but I was four. Okay. <laughs> so in 1980, I know it's way before a lot of the people who are listening to this, and you've heard the podcast last week, so I'll go quickly. Who shot JR? Season ends where you just see a gun coming out of the shadows and they shoot him. And the whole summer, because, and it was no internet, there was, you know, who shot JR? JR Ewing was on the great this show Dallas, which is the biggest show on television. And everybody wanted to know who shot him. Tom Hanks just did that 80s uh, special for CNN. Yeah. Yep. And that was a big feature Absolutely. as far as television and pop culture. And uh, what I didn't realize until I saw that was that it was not just a uh, an American phenomenon. It was actually a worldwide yes, phenomenon. worldwide phenomenon. Because uh, there was something that they featured where Larry Hagman met the uh, somebody from the royal family. And even they asked who right. shot JR, and he said he didn't know. Nobody knew. And the way they did it, I don't see, they didn't do it on The Walking Dead because they killed someone and everybody saw it being filmed. But on on uh, on Dallas, nobody saw the shooter. You just saw a hand. Right. They filmed every single cast member holding the gun, and this way the actors didn't know. So that when the show aired back in September, they all learned as it aired live on television. The funny thing is, after it aired, there were some specials and that were dedicated to that show, and they showed each person. They saw the hand. Right. Camera pulls away, and you saw the person who they said did it. Then they showed each person holding the gun. And then they showed Larry Hagman shooting himself. So they even filmed Larry Hagman, the star. See, I didn't know that, which is really interesting because I want to go online now and, and see Larry Hagman shooting himself. Yeah. But also, that particular sequence was parodied uh, very well known on The Simpsons. When Who Shot Mr. Burns, yeah. they did the same thing that Dallas did where they were trying to review all the suspects. And then you saw everybody taking a shot at Mr. Burns. Right. And you'd think they would have Mr. Burns shooting Mr. Burns. For those of you, one more thing about Eric. He's a huge Simpsons fan and knows yeah. way more than he should about The Simpsons. Right. And, and there's plenty to know. <laughs> Everything comes back to The Simpsons in my Everything world. Everything comes back to The Simpsons. So there are spoiler sites that specialize in finding out. And there are people who are watching the set of The Walking Dead. To see what actors are there, which ones aren't there. And from what I understand, whoever was killed by Negan, they're having them film stuff so they can be seen on set so that you don't know. Oh, because you're not going to go like, oh, where's Steven Yun, Glenn? Or, I'm, we don't know anything. Right. You know, where he's not there. So they're all there, at least for enough weeks to be convincing. I think after they do that, if, if they really had a sense of humor about it, they'd invite cast from other shows. And then they're like, why, why are the people from Big Bang Theory showing up at, at the walking, right. Fear the Walking Dead? And, you know, and they took a shot, too, where they all got beat up by Negan. Yeah, here comes, here comes the zombie. <laughs> Bazinga! It's like, is, that a, is, that, is that one of the housewives? That would be great if, yeah. they, if they beat up someone who isn't on the show with, with Lucille. Right, just for like a week, all these different cast show right. up. And like, I, I'd give up. I, I'll just wait for the episode to show up. That'd be great. So the spoiler sites, a lot of them were contacted by AMC and told, whatever information you have, whether it's right or not, take it down, we'll sue you. Right. They're saying it's copyright infringement, even using their the names of the characters, copyright infringement. I forget what the main fan site is that a lot of people go to, and I know they- I think it's Spoiling the Dead. And they po they posted the uh, the cease and desist that they got from AMC. Right. And they said, we're, we're looking to comply, we're not trying to cause a problem, it's just something we found and we always put stuff up. So they were nice about it, but the fan base, and this goes for a lot of fan bases too, they got- outraged by the fact that how dare you tell them to take it down and how, whatever information is out there, should we demand to know it? And it's like, nobody can be a fan of anything anymore. Eventually you get those internet people that were, 
that uh, feel entitled or just want to argue and then right. cause all these problems. And then guess what? The network's not so uh, giving to some of these fan sites that they've been nice to in the past because they know that people are going to ruin them and, and not have a good time with it. Look, a lot of Walking Dead fans were upset that there was a cliffhanger. Right. They all wanted to see something. I don't know why. It's so aggravating. But then after you get over the initial like, oh my God, what the hell was that? Then you're like... I can't wait for the next season. Now right. I have to wait six months or three, whatever the time period is. And you get frustrated, but over time it develops into that frustration and hatred becomes uh, anxiety and anticipation and excitement right. leading into the next season. For me and for a lot of my friends and for the, the blogs I follow and the, and the YouTube people that, that, that do reviews, it'll be like five or six months. Right. Of watching conspiracy videos and watching <laughs> angles and trees and shadows and it's become a game to try to figure out looking for clues. What I don't want is someone who knows and saw a script and they're like, I know who it was. It was blank, blank, blank and blank, you know, whatever. I don't want to know that. I like trying to figure it out. I like the game of it all. I like the anticipation. And as um, as Nicole, what's her name? Yvette Nicole Brown, who's right. from Community and she's on The Odd Couple. She's a super fan of the show. She, she was, was on, on that panel. Yeah. She was on the panel uh, of The Talking Dead. And she said, I get to spend the whole summer thinking all my friends are alive. All the people I love are alive. Even though I know one of them or maybe more are dead, I get to enjoy my summer. At least in my mind, they're alive. Right. And if they had died in the finale, or he or she had died, then the summer you're just going, well, that sucks, and you're depressed all, all you know, and whatever. I like that there's anticipation. The fact that it's going to start relatively quickly, you know, bad out of hell, and someone's dead. Now, there are theories, we don't know anything, that it's more than one person. Do you think the binge-watch mentality, too, uh, is taking the fun out of, of cliffhangers and mysteries to things because now everybody, because of uh, in a Netflix and Amazon and Hulu world, everybody wants to plow through everything all at I once. I think that's a great analogy. I don't want to play the back in my day, you had to wait, you know. No, it's not really a back in, but it's not even that long ago. Maybe say even 10 years ago, yeah, it was like you waited till the fall season. Till, right, or you'd have to wait till next week. Right. You don't have to wait till next week anymore. TV shows used to have like a, a, a small cliffhanger. Right. Now, you just hit the button and go to the next episode. It's a matter of seconds. For certain things, but not like the networks still do it that way. And even, uh, you know, the cable networks like AMC, they still do it that way where it's an episodic series. You wait till the next week for Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead. Absolutely, but, but not if you, if you If you're one of those people that I, I never saw either one of the series, you have sort of the luxury of binge watching all the way up to the point where it's, uh, it's current. Right. But... Everybody expects it to be that way all the time now. And when you try to do something creative and you try to do, uh, or in the, this case, the cliffhanger, that comes with the part of being a fan of something. So when you're getting pissed off and aggravated and you're, you're throwing stuff like, I can't believe that's the way they ended it. It's not like it was the series finale, right? right. Where then you can be justified in, well, in like that. Like when Sopranos ended and it just turned black and you're like, what the hell just happened? I loved that. When that was the way that ended i honestly thought like everybody else did my cable go out right right and then the credits came up i started howling or maybe it's just the nature of where i work and and my sense of humor but i'm like that they just gave a big middle finger to their fans and saying i don't think that's what it was so if you don't know what we're (laughs) talking about i said it in a positive way (laughs) okay the finale of the sopranos which ended in i think 2007 right the main family on the show, the Tony Soprano character and his family are in uh, Holstein's ice cream in, in Bloomfield. Right. They're eating and there's suspicious people looking and it's you're thinking something's going to happen and the guy comes out of the bathroom and you think he's going to get mob hit. You don't know what's going on. It's a finale so anyone can get killed. Yeah. And then in the middle of the scene, he puts a song on the jukebox and then 
it's black in the middle of the scene. Darkness. So you think your cable went out. You're like, what happened? Oh, my God. And then the credits start rolling. Right. And that's when Don't Stop Believing by Journey became a hit again. Right. Because that's the song they played. Right. And I wasn't saying middle finger like we don't like the fans. I was saying middle finger in the way of you figure out what happened in there, which Absolutely. is what David Chase did. And I laughed so hard because I'm like, that is the best and the worst way to end a, 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 a franchise that is so popular and so beloved by doing it that way and said, you know what? We're not going to... Any ending would be a Seinfeld ending. Nobody would be happy with it. Let's do it that way. Do we kill him? Do we not kill him? Now it's up to every single person who watched it to decide if they killed him or not. You figure it out, and it goes wherever your thought pattern goes with it. When that happened, people said, worst ending ever, and then a couple of weeks later, the articles I read were like, most brilliant ending ever. Best ending ever, yeah. Leading back to The Walking Dead and and the cliffhanger and and season seven premiere coming up October 23rd. By the way, do you like what AMC has been doing with Walking Dead? That they've been doing binge watch uh, on the weekends per season. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I loved it because I I um I get sucked in every Sunday. God, I kind of bowed out a little bit. I think it was season three when they're at the Herschel's farm, the barn. No, the farm was season two. The prison was season three. Okay, so I I punched out for a little bit right when uh, they were going to the prison and the governor's storyline was starting. Oh right? my. I can't talk to you. Right. No, but I, I wound up coming back later on and rewatching okay, everything. Okay, okay, See, for me, season four, uh, Slab Town, when, when Beth is in the hospital, for me, that was a little slow. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my favorite season. I liked the Herschel stuff because all his family got wiped out. Otis got killed by Shane. I thought a lot was going on. There were new characters being added. Right. Season four was a slow part for me. Okay. So, anyway, we're up to season seven. On Talking Dead this past weekend, they interviewed some of the cast members of The Walking Dead to talk about their thoughts on us as fans watching Negan, whoever he kills. Right. And so Daryl had advice. His advice was, get someone you care about, hold their hand, surround yourself with a lot of happy things. Carol said, um, if you have someone you love to hold, it's going to be rough. You are not prepared for what will happen, how it will happen. And Carl said he has cats. He's going to hold them close. So if the actors themselves are disturbed and they know that we're going to be disturbed, it's going to be brutal. And Andrew Lincoln said it wasn't me. Yeah, we know it's not Carl. (laughs) We know it's not Carl because, well, it's not Carl. It'd be great if it was. No, because he said if anyone makes a noise, (laughs) take out Carl's other eye and and, and feed it to his father. So we know it's not them. I mean, we know it's not Carl and, and, and Rick. And I'm... Pretty sure it's not Maggie. Now, you and I, I know some things about the comics. Mm-hmm. You may know some things about the comics. Maggie, in the comics, you guys all know in the comics, we've talked about this, Glenn gets the bat. Right. It doesn't mean he's going to get the bat on the show. He got the bat in the comic. But it would be, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, and, and Maggie, because she loses Glenn, goes on to a very important role in the show, which it looks like she's going to do because Glenn dies. Now, I, we don't know Glenn dies. It may not be Glenn. Um, but the sense I get is that it's not Carl. That's really where I was going. If it's not Glenn, um, how does Maggie develop into... She becomes pretty much a whole different character because of the right. Glenn moment. Uh, she, her personality and everything, uh, she's kind of numb, dead inside a little bit, but becomes more of a badass and more aggressive. Right. How do you think that would play out if Glenn is not the one that uh, takes the bat this I season? don't think it's... I haven't figured out how it's possible. Or do you think they skip that part altogether and put no, her in a different because direction? No, because she cut her hair mm-hmm. and because she made the deal with the guy at the hilltop, with the leader oh, of the right, hilltop. Oh, right, right, yeah. So she's taking more of a leadership role. So I think they're laying the groundwork for her to become more of a badass, more angry. That's just my thought. The only thing I said, and it seems to be the people are saying it, I had originally thought that season six was going to end where they were going to kill somebody. 
you'd see someone get killed. Make the fans happy. Right. And then Negan says, this is my theory, because in the comic book, the survivors that we know killed about six saviors. Not a lot. And he kills a survivor, Glenn, in the comics as a way to punish them for killing his men and because their motto is kill one to show that you're serious. Right. They always kill one. But our guys killed like 40 of them. They killed the two women when Carol got hot, taken hostage and the one guy, they they shot him with a missile, all the bikers. Daryl shot him with the surface-to-air missile. Killed seven of them that there. Was so that awesome. was badass. You forgot he had that. Right. For those who don't remember, real quick, the RV was stopped on a highway by Negan's men. The gas men. truck. Uh, the gas truck, sorry, was stopped on the highway by Negan's men, and they come out, and uh, it looks like they're going to die, and then out of nowhere, boom, right. and this that huge was explosion. And then there's just Daryl standing there. That was great. Carol killed four or five of them on the road with the gun in her sleeve. Right. And then the group went into that satellite building and killed 20, 30 of them. So- not knowing the exact number, it's like 40, 50 guys. I can't imagine, because they normally kill one anyway, they're only going to kill one person. I, I have to feel that someone's going to get killed, and then someone else is going to jump up and like defend them or, or talk out of turn, and someone else is going to get killed. Or, it, wow, I didn't even think about a, about a multiple killing. Does he kill one, and then while they're all just sitting there kind of horrified, he just, being the badass that Negan is, turns around and takes out another one. See, that's what I'm thinking. On, so on, uh, just, again, I have to keep <laughs> saying this because people get yeah. upset. Let's say, for instance, it's Eugene. Okay. Okay? Eugene gave him the bullet recipe. Eugene was a hero. Abraham said he was a hero. They kind of made peace with each other. Let's say it's Eugene. Abraham's going to stand up to him. Abraham's going to try to defend Eugene. Right. Those two could go. It could be Sasha if she sticks up for Abraham. I think he likes Abraham. I think he likes when he likes power. He likes right. people who are ballsy. So, you know, if it's Glenn, does, Mag, does Glenn Maggie... Glenn is kind of the weakest out of a lot of the men. So let's say Glenn gets the bat. Right. Maggie's going to freak out, right? And maybe he goes to kill Maggie and someone stands up for her and gets the bat. Now, feminists would say, why does a guy have to be killed? Oh, why well, can't a girl be here's killed? What I, here's what I would say. Maggie's pregnant and already half out of it, and we already know the role she's probably going to play. Right. I don't think it's Maggie. Well, that doesn't mean that, that Sasha can't get the bat. See, in the comics, he says he doesn't want to be considered a racist. He doesn't kill Michonne. Right. Because she's black, and he's like, I'm not killing you, though. Say I'm a racist. He, didn't, he hasn't said that line, but that could be in the full scene that we're going to see in, in season seven. You just brought up something interesting I forgot about, because I forgot about Maggie's pregnancy. All these actors saying that, make sure you have a loved one with you, happy things, whatever. What's more tragic than killing the, the pregnant lady? I don't know. They did on the Red Wedding on Game of Thrones where they killed a pregnant woman. Yeah. I just feel like Maggie, they wouldn't have cut her hair if they were just going to kill her. Yeah, I don't think it's Maggie. Okay. I don't think I think there'd be a lot of outrage, too, if, it, if they did kill Maggie. Just, yeah. I think more fan support, but uh, if they're really going like this is going to be such a brutal moment in television... Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't eliminate Maggie. Keep, I'm not pointing the finger at Maggie, mind, but I wouldn't eliminate keep that. Keep in mind again if you know the comics and that Negan sticks around for a while. They don't want you to hate Negan. They want you to understand Negan. Negan really is Rick. I mean, Rick went and killed innocent people, the saviors. He led a charge to kill 20, 30 people in their sleep. Negan is just maybe a more direct kind of leader. Now he will find out what happened to Dwight's face. You see that he's a little bit deranged. But is he a bad guy? He's meant to be a bad guy, but in the comics, he's a bad guy, but he's not. And I think if we hate Negan, you hit, you kill a pregnant woman, there's no coming back from that. Right. No one's going to go, well, he had motive. He's not going to, He, you know, she's half dead in front of him. She's in pain. She looks like crap. He's not going to kill her. 
He's not. That's just, I don't, you know. Okay. Now, what about the fact that if it is Glenn, are people who are just going to be, well, there was really no spoiler or no Well, that's why I think someone else having... has to go. Okay. I think the, the cast is large. You know, you're adding Jesus to the mix. There'll be other people added. You know, maybe the second one is not a major one. Maybe it's Aaron. So I feel like, especially with Ezekiel from, from the... Um, the kingdom. Are they the ones that look like they're knights that have the yeah, horses? Yeah, they wear the horses, and he has yeah. the Shiva, the tiger. You saw a little bit of them, too. Right, so yeah. there's a lot of people being added to the show, so I feel like they're going to take a couple out. That's my feeling, that okay. Negan's going to take a couple out. Let's go with that. They had a poll on Talking Dead, and okay. the poll was, can Dwight be a good guy? Now, Dwight, if you don't, if you don't remember, is the blonde guy who keeps beating Daryl, and in the trailer, in the sneak peek they showed for season seven... He's wearing Daryl's leather jacket with the wings on the back. Right. He's already got his crossbow. In the comic books, and we've talked about this before, Daryl doesn't exist. Right. He's just a TV character. Right. In the comics, Dwight is the crossbow guy. And there's a lot of crossover in their personalities. And so the feeling is that these two are going to have a rivalry. That Daryl survives the Lucille episode and that... His ultimate goal is to eventually get back at Dwight. So I don't know how that's going to turn out, but Dwight clearly has a single white female thing going on for Daryl. Well, Dwight does think he's doing the right thing, too. He's surviving just like they are. Right, and Dwight escaped with uh, Sherry when uh, Daryl met them in the first place, Right, which is why his face is, looks the way it is, and I don't want to give anything away from the comics, but that's because he ran away, right? So I think Dwight's going to be around for a while, but in the comics... He sort of becomes a better guy. Once you understand why he does the things he does, he's afraid of Negan. Everybody is. Right. And so the poll was, can Dwight become a good guy on the TV show? I think he could. He could eventually, look, if he does have that, um, you know, that constant sparring with Daryl, eventually it's like, it goes to like professional wrestling, you know? It's kind of like two good guys battling it out and then all of a sudden they join forces somewhere down the line in a place in the story where it makes sense. Like one rescues the other when you don't think that was going to happen. I feel like you don't need both of them. And in the comics, you had Dwight, who eventually joined the survivors and became a main player. Right. But if you have Daryl, if Daryl lives, I think ultimately Daryl might kill Dwight. Daryl's, I think, is, I don't know, because he always said like he wasn't coming back and then he was coming back. And then he had people were thrown by his biker show that was on AMC. Like, oh, is he only doing a little bit in the next season then he's gone doing his own thing? Right, and Steven Yeun did a movie. Everyone's... Right. You can do both. They only film half I think they have to keep Dwight around for a while to appease the comic book fans, even though they, you know, they hit sort of a weird snag by developing Daryl and now they're at that point. But I think they keep him around for a while before they... If they have to kill off one, I believe they... Unless uh, Daryl wants to leave the series. Why? I mean, why would he? I mean, everybody leaves everything eventually, but... Why did Diane leave Cheers? You yeah, know? Why no, did all oh these God, people the leave these shows? Making. Right. But, uh, you know, if that's the case, if Daryl's going to stay, if they did have to do something, they would kill Dwight. If Daryl was going to leave, it would be Daryl that right. gets killed. Well, they have made changes. We talked about how Abraham is dead at this point in the comics because when Denise got the bolt in the eye from Dwight, that was Abraham. By the way, such a nice guy. Michael Cudlitz, oh, who plays Abraham. I loved Abraham. him on, on Southland. He was, oh, on that too, oh, yeah. so but good. I had a chance to talk to him uh, in person for my show. He couldn't have been nicer. And the, he's it's so, the It's Eric Nagel show on Sirius Satellite 206. Sirius 206 XM 103. Right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, when he came in, he couldn't have been nicer. And he really, uh, he studies the the comic books uh, he, he and he really appreciates 
the uh, the fans and the fan work that goes around it. But people who who make their own uh, dolls and artwork and things like that. He's really appreciative of this world. He couldn't have been a nicer guy. And when you meet people like that in a series that you love and you see that they really take it past, uh, oh, I love this job, it's a great job, to I love meeting the fans, then you're like, wow, they really have the right people in these positions. His character is so much better than, than he should die. In other words, I love him so much. I'm glad he didn't get the bolt in the eye. And Kirkman said this in an interview that his biggest regret in the comic book was killing his character too early, killing Abraham, that he loved the quips and the, the one-liners. I'd like to think he didn't keep him around for three extra episodes so right. just so he can kill him in a more valiant way. Uh, that's why I feel like it's not Abraham. Maybe he's trying to put, uh, put right what once went wrong. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm saying he's safe. Okay. Unless you're using him to be the big death. Right. Which I, you know... I don't think they'll kill him off. Okay, so Fear the Walking Dead this Sunday, or a couple of days ago if you're listening to the podcast too late. Um, it's it's back. When we left off, the whole gang split up. The Scooby gang split up in all different directions. And Daniel Salazar, who's the dad, right. lit the place on fire. It looked like he died. But uh, Gail Ann Hurd, who's one of the executive producers of the show, says, no, we will see him again, but probably not this season, which is why he's not in the trailer. So he probably made he probably buried himself under something for the explosion, and then made the escape. Or yeah, he ran after the minute after. Or he was knocked out, and somebody found him and and pulled him out. Right. We never see Celia. He he had let Celia, the evil woman who believed that the zombies were the next stage of life. Right. We didn't see her die. You we killed her, my boy. Yeah, we saw her go into the walkers, and she was trapped there. But she may have saved him. We don't know. We don't know. So we, we, I don't think we're going to see him. In part two of season two, we are going to see, let's see, uh, in the trailer for season two, part B, Nick's kissing some hot blonde. Then we see Nick covered in blood. He's with walkers. Then he meets some biker gang or some Mexican cartel who they're shooting up everything. And at one point, it looks like he's on the ground and they're about to cut his hand off. Yeah, he's in a courtyard walking with this girl. Right. And uh, who's, she, who's like their girl. Like, right. you don't do that. And she's telling him that, uh, she goes, look, she goes, you can't even look at these people. They're already suspicious of, of you being here. Can't look at them because they're, they're going to do something to you. And the second he looked and turned around, somebody ran up and uh, kind of, I guess, kind of need him in the back to get him down. Right. Pinned his arm back and had uh, had some kind of like sword Right, so in blade. the trailer, there's a foot on his arm and then there's a... a machete, and it looks like it, they bring the machete down. Now, these trailers are made to look like all kinds of things. I will tell you, as you probably know, in the comics, Rick gets his hand cut off in a fight with the governor. And so after the governor episodes, Rick has no right hand. They didn't do that to Rick in, on The Walking Dead because they said it was too difficult to film scenes. I'm wondering if they do that in Fear the Walking Dead. They've done other things that they, they took good from one It's show a good storyline and the characteristic, but we can't use it here. Let's try to put it over on this property. Right. right. And now they did the same thing. They took something from the comics of The Walking Dead, and, and we talked about this last week with Jamie. They put it into Fear the Walking Dead. Do you remember when Jesse McCartney, the guy from the boat, they killed him by accident? They right. were going to trade him. And they put the sack over his head as right. a zombie, and they gave him to the bad guys on the dock. And when they took the bag off his head, he ate them. He bit them all. Right. By the way, we haven't seen some of those people. We don't know if they lived. Like the bad guy there, he bit him in that the hand. That was in San Diego, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, so we may see them again. We don't know. In, in in The Walking Dead, Negan does that later on where he gives a prisoner back with a bag on their head and they're dead and they attack someone. Now, this is not a spoiler because in the comic book, the person who gets bitten by the hostage with the bag on their head is Denise. 
and she's already dead on the TV show. So it's not her. But they took that trick and put it on Fear the Walking Dead. So I'm wondering if Nick's going to lose his hand because Rick didn't. Possible. Or it could be one of those things where you see the, the machete coming down, but it, it's at an angle where it hits the uh, the concrete and it's right on his arm, right. just enough to cut. Or he says something and they stop or some kind of trick. So you, you don't know because you don't know much about this gang either. And that's sort of one of the fun things I like about Fear the Walking Dead is because uh, there's really no comic to go by. You know, so a lot right. of times th- things get thrown in there. Like you, you saw some stuff you just said that were uh, elements of Walking Dead that they didn't use in the TV and they brought it over here. I didn't know that. Right. So now when they develop other things there, it's either brand new content or it's something that they didn't use somewhere else and they brought over. And you're right. like, oh, my God. And you're still surprised. You don't see a lot of it coming. The, the cool thing about Fear the Walking Dead in the trailer, Madison, Strand, Ophelia, and Alicia pull up on the beach to a huge hotel, like a beach resort. Right. That looks abandoned. And they walk into the lobby, and they're like, oh, somebody cleared this place out. There's no walkers in here. And Strand, who's super cool and arrogant, I love him. starts hitting the... Is it, we have a bell? He starts... Oh, yeah. yeah, here we go. <laughs> he's got a bell, and he starts. He goes over to the de- front desk, and he's like... And they're like, what are you doing? Madison's like, what are you crazy? You're going to draw them if they're in the building. They're going to draw, and then he's like, I want service. Right. And then the, <laughs> all, they're in like um, a square bar or some kind. I guess they, they go to the bar area, and so the walkers come out of everywhere. And surround this bar, and they can't reach them. They're in the middle. We don't know what happened, but that's he's ballsy. Strand, we still don't know this, the whole story with Strand. No, I mean uh, the the whole uh, gay storyline was really interesting when they threw and that in there and they got to Mexico. He's actually, gay. He may have been doing that just to get the rich guy to like him and protect him. That is also true. That's what the mom thought. I love the whole Mexican setting too. Like getting off the boat for a while and just being in in this like kind of vineyard kind of place with. Uh, with uh, these Mexican houses and everything, it gives a feel like uh, Dust Till Dawn or if you played Red Dead Redemption when you're in uh, the Mexican area, it gives you that old West kind oh, of feel. Oh, completely different vibe than, yeah. than Atlanta. And and by the way, there was we keep talking about this, and I'm hoping that they, it eventually comes to that. They've talked about a possible crossover now they, between the two shows. Now, they don't take place at the same time. No, because uh, Fear the Walking Dead is actually before Walking right. Dead happens. Right, which, right, which means that Nick was the first person to realize that putting blood on you would keep the walkers away from you. Right. That being said, they obviously can't travel cross country, but somebody said that Kim Dickens has a Georgia accent, and that maybe Kim Dickens' character is related to someone on The Walking Dead, that she may drop a reference like my cousin Rick or something like that. We don't know. So that may be the crossover that somebody on our, this show, which I'm assuming would be Kim Dickens, yeah. is related to someone on, on, on The Walking Dead. Yeah, because I can't think of anybody else right now on the current cast that would have some kind of tie to well, they're uh, almost all Hispanic, yeah. and it's really, I know I'm forgetting Rosita, I, so maybe they're related to Rosita. That may be the, the crossover. I don't know. But it seems like Kim Dickens is the obvious choice With to the, have it. But that could be as far as it goes, too. It could just say hey, they have a relative over in Georgia. Right. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, because this is still, what, a, a couple years before? No. I, I or think is it months? I think it's months. Months? Yeah, because Rick woke up. It, the, the apocalypse was only a few months, I think, at that point. It wasn't like he was only, you know, he was out for a few months. Right. He wasn't unconscious for years. So, okay. Anyway, so I, there's one more scene on the trail I want to talk about. And we'll wrap this up and, and we'll, we're excited about Sunday's uh, premiere. Premiere, right. The scene in the trailer, and, we, and Jamie and I talked about this last week. I wanted your thoughts on it. There's a school bus where one end of the school bus is in, is in the town that's safe. Right. Yeah. All the villagers in Mexico. The back end of the school bus has a little staircase out the back door, so you can walk in the school bus, through the school bus, which is on the other side of the fence, and come out where the walkers are. 
because they're all fenced off in, in an enclosed area. Right. And a guy says goodbye to his wife and his little girl. He gets in, walks through the bus, comes out the other side, and stands there like, go ahead and take me, and the walkers eat the crap out of him. Right. As if it's some kind of religious ceremony or like throwing a virgin into a volcano. I, I assume that's what it is to try to get God on their side, but this guy with his wife and kid look and he just goes and gets eaten. I, I Throughout history, whenever you heard about sacrifices and it, it's always, <clears throat> usually it's a religious ceremony to appease some God or whatever they believe in. I always just thought like how stupid are people? If you're listening to the podcast and you are someone who sacrifices humans, uh, we don't look, we're not looking to offend anybody. Yeah. Whatever you do, we I, just don't understand it. If you want to tweet us, <laughs> tweet us, hashtag uh, walkers and talkers, and then uh, comment on human sacrifice if you want. Right. If that's what you're into, man, uh, you know, whatever. Show us the errors of our ways, you Maybe know? Maybe we're wrong, you know? I don't know any virgins, but... We're pleading ignorance on this situation. So all it all looks like the trailer is, uh, is leading to an exciting eight episodes of Fear the Walking Dead, which is good because there were some slow episodes in, in the beginning of the season. I think three and four were pretty slow. Like you said, there's some that build and character development... Then it kind of picked up and took off. Right. The trailer looks in- insane. Uh, Eric Nagel from the It's Eric Nagel Show. What's your Twitter? It's uh, E-Rock Radio on Twitter, Instagram, across the board on social media. Big celebrity. Not really. Thanks for stopping by. Very envious of you and your position. Oh, stop it. <laughs> St- standing up and you're sitting down. Yeah. Uh, Jamie from Light FM at JMX514 returns next week. Uh, we'll have a recap of the first episode back of Fear the Walking Dead, season two, part two. And then, of course, it's straight on until... The Walking Dead, October 23rd. Thanks for listening. Peace out.